What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Back to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. It is Tom and Bach. We weren't here yesterday, but we're back today in the seats that uh, Mike Schaefer and Connor Happer usually reside in. Uh, Mike's usually sitting in this chair, and Connor's usually over there. But uh, we are playing the role of Connor and Schaefer uh, today. Yeah, we had to wake up a little bit earlier, prep a little bit earlier. Um, that's right. Prep uh, a little bit less. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> would you? Li- I don't like this. Uh, I don't like getting up early. No, I'm not a big fan of it. I, uh, whenever I do, I have to wake up and drink some uh, sort of soda to get some energy into right. me or something to I get did, the energy going. I did morning FM radio for a long time, and uh, the show started at 6, and you'd have to get there to you know do a lot of prep at 4 a.m., so you're getting up at, in some cases, 3 a.m. That's just stupid, and I never got used to it. No, uh, but I would set the alarm sometimes on the weekends, even though I didn't have to get up, just so I could get off, get up, uh, turn it off, and laugh at the alarm. <laughs> it's just, it was, I've got a That's weird. That's better than actually sleeping through. It. <laughs> I don't know. I, I it's not really, but it's just uh, I, you know, it's a war. It's a yeah. war with the you gotta alarm. You got to take your wins. <laughs> That's right. Every single day. Let's bring in Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Uh, who will be writing about this game, Nebraska versus Iowa today? What do you think the headline will be after the game? What's your? Have you already thought about what your headline will be? Headline? Oh, yeah. Man. Well, I don't write a ton of those. Yeah. Uh, that's generally our, our desk. But, man. <laughs> okay. Well, just it's gonna, be, it's gonna be a close one. You know, yeah. maybe this close with uh, without a space between this and close. Yeah. Maybe, emphasize how yeah. close it really is. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I should say storyline. What do you think the storyline uh, will be? Uh, after the game and even before the game? Well, I think before the game, it's going to be about Logan Smothers. It's going to be about who suits up for Nebraska. I mean, we don't know if Ramir Johnson's available at running back. We don't know about Deontay Williams at safety. We don't know about it. Um, Damian Daniels necessarily yeah. if he'll play. And then I think it becomes about appreciating the seniors. I mean, there's going to be a lot of guys that we don't know their status of until this weekend or next week or beyond. But, you know, we know Austin Allen's going to be done. We know Cam Taylor Britt's going to play his last game. So I think there'll be an appreciation for a lot of those guys here pregame, deservedly so. Uh, Adrian Martinez, it'll be fascinating, I think, to see how fans respond to him, whether this is his last game, if he walks, what that ceremony's like. Um, I think all those things will be really fascinating. Um, And then after the game, you know, a lot of it's going to depend on how Logan Smothers does. I think that'll help really set the tone for the off season about, you know, I think Nebraska will uh, pursue a quarterback in the transfer portal either way, but if he 
comes out and Nebraska wins by, you know, more than a score or something like that, I think that gives you uh, reason to sort of reflect on what the strategy could be for the offseason. So, I mean, I do expect a close game. I expect a pretty low-scoring game, to be honest with you. A couple of backup quarterbacks, and there's a lot of attrition both ways uh, defensively, too. So, um, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. Obviously not the stakes that Husker fans would like to be on the line in terms of a bowl game or being in the divisional race or whatever, but I do think there's a lot here that can set the tone for a really busy month to come, and I think you know what, what they do today can help or hurt their cause in that regard. Well, that's very interesting. We, we've talked about it before on this show the secondary uh, uh, ticket market right yeah. now. It's kind of just trying to to read what's going on there because you know Nebraska Ohio State that got down to like ten bucks before kickoff. Mm-hmm. Right now you're seeing Nebraska Iowa tickets. It's hard to get in for less than a hundred bucks. Is that I mean is that Nebraska fans showing up for a senior day or is that more Iowa fans? Do you, do you expect to see a lot of Hawkeyes fans kind of taking over Memorial Stadium today? Uh, I mean, I think they're a, that's a factor for why the tickets are more expensive, sure. I mean, I, I don't know how many Ohio State fans were flying in to see that game, whereas, you know, if you live in western Iowa, it's only an hour, hour and a half drive. If you're coming from Des Moines, it's three. Like, that's a really easy trip. And, you know, as much as Husker fans may not like to acknowledge it, I mean, Iowa is still in the in the west race. If, if you know, Minnesota knocks off Wisconsin and Iowa wins, then they're the ones going to Indianapolis. So they have something on the line. Obviously, they want to keep this streak going against Nebraska. Uh, you know, Keegan Johnson's back in the house uh, for the Hawkeyes out of Omaha there. So there are a lot of, I think, reasons for people to show up. And, and you guys know how it is. I mean, we had Thanksgiving yesterday, right? So, like, now people are ready to get out of the house and, um, you know, maybe take their families with them. You, you spent the day with the family at home, and now you can spend the day with them at Memorial Stadium. I think there's a little bit of that going on, too. Uh, Nebraska, a one-point favorite going into this game. Uh, it started at three and a half. Then the news of Adrian's injury and the shoulder. Uh, then Iowa was a one-point favorite. Now Nebraska's back to being a one-point favorite. According to the Bear at ESPN, it's the first time since 1978 that a three and eight team has been favored over a nine and two team. Evan, how surprised are you with that line? Yeah, I am a little bit. I mean, I, I did think, especially with Nebraska being on to its own backup quarterback, Logan Smothers getting his first career start, that uh, you know you would acknowledge or, or you maybe would give the benefit of the doubt to the team with nine wins that has found a way. But I do, you know, it is such a fascinating matchup from the sense that Iowa is sort of the anti-Nebraska, where a lot of the metrics say that Iowa shouldn't be as good as it is. The offense isn't very good. It relies on things that are sometimes viewed as, uh, as fluky in terms of turnover margin. Like you, sometimes the ball just bounces their way, or um, you know passes end up in the hands of their DBs. And you got to give them credit for that. But from you know from a metric standpoint, from a yardage standpoint, Nebraska has been the superior team. Uh, you know, it's it, it's it's just so fascinating because I think you go in and, and you say. You know, statistically, Nebraska has the edge in a lot of ways, but they they find a way to lose these close games. And Iowa uh, doesn't have a very good offense, but you just you kind of assume special teams or defense will find a way to figure it out for them. And so, uh, it makes for a fascinating betting line where you know which which do you believe in if you're if you're prognosticating this game? Do you believe that those that Nebraska's do and that Iowa's do and things will flip the other way, or do you buy into this trend? Uh, that you know, winning teams find a way and losing teams find a way, and so I think this is sort of the ultimate 
test of that, um, and, and we'll just see if, if Nebraska can finally avoid some of the boneheaded mistakes in all phases or you know, pick a phase, pick a week, it seems to be different, whereas Iowa you know, continues to overcome its own statistical shortcomings. So, um, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It feels like Nebraska could win this game. As someone who's followed it all year, I think they absolutely could. But when it comes down to it, man, what have they done that would lead you to believe um, that they're they're going to switch it around this week? I don't know. It should be fun to see. What do you expect to see from the offensive attack, of course, with Smothers in there? Do you think it will be a little bit more simplified, even though Frost said he knows the offense? Um, do you expect to see more quarterback runs since Adrian Martinez is banged up? What, what do you kind of expect to see as far as the attack goes? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the great questions of the game, I think. You know, we've for so long evaluated Scott Frost's offense through the lens of what Adrian Martinez can do. And so now for the first time all year, and really in a long time, we can see how different the offense is, or I guess we can sort of start to separate what what's the Adrian Martinez offense and what's the Scott Frost offense. And maybe they're the same. Maybe Logan Smothers will run just as much option. Maybe they will continue to take deep shots the way they did against Wisconsin last week you know maybe maybe it is the same and I think the coaches believe that he can make all the plays and he can do all the same things I mean he's been in the system now for basically two full seasons he wears the headsets or the headset on the sidelines um, and he, he's a coach's son very smart uh, well-versed in football so like it doesn't seem like there's anything that he wouldn't be able to do maybe maybe they will throw in some wrinkles though maybe he's better in the intermediate passing game um I think the other thing that's interesting with Smothers, if you recall from the spring, he totally uh, overhauled his throwing motion under Mario Verduzco, who's obviously not here anymore. But what we saw in the spring game and in a couple open workouts was very much a work in progress. And he, I think, has tightened that up since then. Um, The little bit that we saw him play this season, he's had a couple good passes, I thought. And so this is a real opportunity to evaluate what he's become as a passer and you know, again, like we talk about Nebraska going into the transfer portal this off season, but this is a great chance for both Nebraska and Logan Smothers to show what it can look like with a full week of preparation. Um, you know, what it could look like next season if he's to contend for this job. And if, if he doesn't look great today, then I think you're going to hear more noise that they should pursue somebody else or, or bring Heinrich Harburg more along for next year. Um, I, I just it's really going to be interesting to see how he does. And again, I think that's going to um, sort of color the perception for what Nebraska should do at quarterback in the offseason. Uh, Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. And that was kind of uh, my next question. I think you answered it to some degree. This is an audition for Logan Smothers. If it goes really well, uh, he's one of your lead actors possibly next year or may at least competing for that spot with Adrian Martinez. I mean, if he plays really well, does it cloudy the quarterback position for you, or does it make it more you know easy to see the future for Nebraska's next quarterback? Well, it's a great point because if he plays well uh, and Adrian Martinez comes back next year, then you know what do you do? Like that becomes a little uncomfortable. I think they would still go Martinez, but the love of the backup would continue to 
to grow. And I think also if say Martinez leaves and, and Smothers performs well today, I think you're going to hear a lot of people say, well, where was this in the middle of the season when Adrian Martinez was hurt? Why is, you know, if Smothers was a hundred percent against Minnesota, for example, and, and Martinez was uh, whatever you want to call him, 70% or, or limited in the run game. Like, why not put Smothers out there in that situation? So I think those, how he does today will sort of um, influence how we talk about the quarterback management job of the staff from earlier in the year, too. So, you know, I, I tend to think he will play pretty well. I know I was shorthanded in the secondary, especially. I mean, they're playing with backup corners, I think two backup corners, and maybe a, uh, their starting safety is also questionable for today. So, you know, there's some vulnerability there, and, and I do think people forget how speedy Logan Smothers is. I mean, he was a track star out of the state of Alabama. He was a state, I believe, state title-winning sprinter, or at least he was top two or three in the state at that time. So, um, you know, the, the, the drop in athleticism, I think, if it exists, is pretty small from Adrian Martinez to Logan Smothers. And you know, again, once he gets past sort of the nerves of being the guy, um, I think he'll settle in and play pretty well. But it's going to be really interesting to see because outside of a few emergency snaps here and there in the spring game, we just haven't had a chance to see what he can do. I had to give some extra attention to the prediction machine on a short week. We've warmed it up, though. Uh, what's your prediction for this game? Well, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, like I said. Uh, a lot of injuries both ways, backup quarterbacks. Um, you know, like I said, I, I just I can't pick Nebraska until they find a way to win a close game. And Iowa's had their number for a long time. Uh, There's just an intangible quality about them. Uh, they know who they are. They they do what they do. They do it very well. And there's so many variables with Nebraska still with uh, a different set of coaches on offense, with a new quarterback, with all the um, the defensive question marks that that we mentioned earlier. I, I, you know, I, people don't want to hear it, but I feel like I was going to win another close game here. I think it will be competitive late into the game, but something in the range of, you know, 24 to 17, something like that. But yeah. um, again, I could easily see it going the other way and it would make a big difference going into the off season. But I think these two teams are going to be competitive throughout again today. Another one score loss. That'll make uh, Husker nation really <laughs> happy. Uh, good stuff. Uh, good stuff, Evan. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for the time. Happy game day, guys. Uh, yes, and by the way, happy Thanksgiving to Evan Bland and his. Uh, forgot to wish him uh, well in that category. I'm sure he overate. Uh, did you overeat yesterday? Oh, yeah, you have to on Thanksgiving. It's, it's, it's a cheat day for all. You thought it, you think it's required that you overeat? Pretty much. My, uh, my wife hasn't been drinking soda recently, and she even went through Thanksgiving without drinking soda, so I was pretty impressed by her. <laughs> nice I job. I figured it's just the... It's Let the, it go, uh, Maria. Yeah, uh, I just figured no it's soda. a cheat day for everybody, and uh, you just uh, forget I, about the rules for I, a day. I cheated, but uh, with discretion a little bit. I overate for lunch, and then I focused on dessert later on. Like, oh, I didn't yeah. do the whole thing all over again and then add pumpkin pie and all the other extras. I kind of paced myself. I was rather – I mean, I was still a glutton, but um, <laughs> not as bad as I've been in the but past. But if you're going to make it through two dinners, you've got to pace yourself the first That's one. Right. It, it's, it's all – it's about experience. I mean, once you've yeah, been yeah. there uh, in the fourth quarter and know what it's like – uh, then you can kind of carry that over. And, you know, maybe you lost the last game. And I've lost many Thanksgivings uh, to food. But this year, <laughs> I don't think I at least – I covered the point spread. You feel like you did well. I feel like uh, it was a one-score game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get to break and come back with more on Tom and Bach. Download our app by searching 93.7 A Ticket in your app store. 
to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bach.